Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 20th in the year of our Lord 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic as I am. Quickly, we've got a bunch of guests today throughout the broadcast, but with me co-hosting for two hours. Yeah, man. Our good buddy, Eldon Stahl, field coordinator for the John Birch Society, JBS.org, and TheNewAmerican.com. Welcome back, sir. Oh, thank you, Sam. Great to be here. All right, man. we got a bunch of stuff to recap from yesterday's show that I want to pick your brain on, so I'll do the recap and pick your brain at the same time before <laughs> Kelly Finnegan joins us for the Honest Money Report. Right. So uh, we talked to James Edwards yesterday. And, of course, we talked about race and politics and hypocrisy in the 21st century. Thepoliticalcesspool.org is James's website, thepoliticalcesspool.org. But we talked about this lady, Roxy Washington. She's the mother of George Floyd's only daughter, jo- Jana, I think is how you say it. And she's now hired a team of lawyers to go after Kanye West, or ye, if you will, his business partner's his associates, and they're going to go after him for what's called harassment. Let me get all these terms straight here. Harassment, misappropriation, defamation, and infliction of emotional distress. They're seeking $250 million, so a quarter of a billion dollars in damages. Why? Well, because Kanye expressed an opinion. What on earth was Kanye's opinion? Well, Kanye believes that George Floyd died from a drug overdose of fentanyl, uh, not necessarily because uh, Chauvin, or whatever the guy's name is, was kneeling on his neck. Uh, Bottom line is now they're rioting and going crazy. Everybody hates Kanye's comments. Kanye's attacking uh, Jewish power and influence, claiming they own most of Hollywood, which is not debatable. It's a fact that that's true. Uh, I don't know how much his comments are uh, anti-Semitic, like they want you to believe, but he's merely pointing out his opinion on truths or, uh, you know, as he sees them. J.P. Morgan Chase melted down and closed Yee's bank accounts in the wake of, quote, politically incorrect comments. Um, Now they say Biden's DOJ is cracking down on conservatives. They've already started to raid and arrest Christians. Uh, And, well, some are saying we've just seen the beginning. That's just the start. It's going to get way, 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 way worse. Uh, Eldon. What on earth is going on? You can't even express your opinion anymore. Well, I think two different things. Uh, one is, of course, the cancel culture, which we've talked about a few times. 
people just saying, well, we don't want to debate with you. We just want to shut you down. But the other is, uh, unfortunately, the idea that, hey, if we want to uh, right some perceived wrong, the greatest way to do it is through hiring a lawyer and getting them to make your case in court. Now, sometimes, of course, lawyers are very helpful. I don't uh, want to denigrate all the very good lawyers, and lawyers can be very valuable. But at the same time, um, sometimes there's uh, the misuse of the legal profession for uh, nefarious means or uh, petty and vindictive means. Now, here's the problem. They attacked Alex Jones, fined him a billion dollars for expressing his opinions to which he's entitled to. They say others took Alex Jones's words and harassed the families of the uh, Sandy Hook shooting. The problem is that Alex isn't responsible for those who go out and do crazy things. Uh, neither is um, Kanye West responsible for anything. He's entitled to his opinion. But it's getting worse because now the Department of Justice announced that it would target parents who were concerned about critical race theory being taught in their children's classrooms, as you know. Then they started yep. investigating pro-life groups, even as radical pro-abortion terrorists were literally firebombing and vandalizing pro-life centers and churches. Well, if that's not enough, now a recent letter from the AMA, the American Medical Association, uh, is asking Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, calling for investigation into social media users who are, quote, spreading disinformation about sex change surgeries and sex change hormones and gender bender whatevers. And in the letter, which was first brought to light by a journalist uh, by the name of Christopher Rufo, and the AMA, that's the American Medical Association, requests the DOJ to take swift action to investigate and prosecute all organizations, individuals, and entities who are spreading, quote, misleading information targeting individual physicians and hospitals that perform, quote, irreversible transgender surgeries on minors. Well, if that's not enough, the letter was also backed and signed by or authored by, if you will, by the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Children's Hospital Association specifically states that, hey, a few high-profile users on social media are responsible for spreading the disinformation about child sex change surgeries, which have resulted in, quote, bomb threats to these hospitals and clinics. Um, the problem with that is we don't know of any bomb threats reported in the news regarding this. And is the FBI investigating those bomb threats? Or are they just treating them like they are dealing with the uh, terrorists that are, you know, uh, firebombing uh, pro-life clinics, etc. The, the battle's on on this. But this is a serious, serious issue. Now, a lot of people are hoping the GOP will solve this. And if they take back Congress, they'll do something to stop these clowns. But I don't have any confidence in the Republican side of the deep state. Eldon? No, uh, not, not unless we get a significant change like, well... Is happening it, to some extent in Wyoming. We're replacing out uh, Liz Cheney with Harry Hagman. Um, now I could be wrong, but I'm I'm optimistic at least that she'll be a significant change in uh, even though she's the same party as 
Liz Cheney, although I'm not sure how long Liz Cheney will be in, <laughs> be a Republican. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, quite a quite a bit of the Republican Party is uh, not well grounded, at the very least, in good principles of liberty. Would you Would you agree with that? Hey, absolutely. Uh, and I don't even know. Like Kurt Crosby, one of my co-hosts, used to say all the time, "Is uh, define a Republican for me." Because it's very difficult. You got deep state Republicans, you got constitutional Republicans, you got uh, moderate Republicans, you got whatever. Uh, but very few people understand the supreme law of the land or the Constitution at all. Now, we also talked about um, LA yeah. prosecutors say, say that China had backdoor access to U.S. election data. This is probably the largest U.S. data breach in the United States history, writes Art Moore with WND.com. Now, this relates to a story that we've been on for quite some time. Los Angeles County Prosecutor Eric Neff, I think is how you say his name, said that Chinese contractors working for a Michigan software company called Connect had control over United States election data through their system called Poll Chief. And the prosecutor describing the volume of data in the breach was astounding. He was commenting on the case against Eugene Yu, the CEO of Connex. I guess they stored the data on China servers, got caught by True the Vote and CSPOA and others. And the complaint issued by the L.A. District's Attorney's Office cited a message from a Connex project manager saying, hey, you know what? The communist Chinese have access. Employees for Chinese contractors literally have super power user status. And they can go ahead and see any data and use any data they want to from the data stored on the Chinese servers. And the security breach to the Connex software was discovered by True the Vote, the election integrity group. They were mocked by the New York Times on one day. The next day they had to admit that the True the Vote folks and CSPOA and many others were spot on right on, on this. Liberty Roundtable Live reporting on this from the very beginning with Catherine Engelbrecht and True the Vote, with Greg Phillips, True the Vote. Later, uh, I guess they worked on a counterintelligence operation. Hey, they worked with the FBI. That's true, the vote. And then the FBI played along at first and then turned against them. So the FBI is now in bed with the communist Chinese on this. And Connick is closely tied to another Chinese firm. I don't even know how you say this. Jin Yahan's technology or whatever. And uh, true, the vote has been proving this through their uh, movie 2000 Mules uh, and uh, they tried to work with the FBI to get it all straightened out, but they couldn't. So then they went to good, honest reporters in the new media taking center stage to get the story out. We've been proven right once again. They claimed over and over and over, we say election fraud without evidence. There is your evidence, sir. Wow. There you go. Uh, that that seems to uh, be a good definition or, or explanation if somebody wants to know, what do you mean by fake news? <laughs> Yeah, they peddled right. fake news, said we were crazy oh. in the head, that we were conspiracy theorists. Literally, the New York Times said that on a Monday. On a Tuesday, they had to admit the guy got arrested and we were right. Yeah, why are people even reading the New York Times anymore? Yeah, the New York Times, jettison that. Go to the New American, speaking of new. Thenewamerican.com is where you go for that. Eldon Stahl with me. Kelly Finnegan coming up. The Honest Money Report right here on your favorite hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. Talk Station.
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. This is the Liberty Roundtable Live Honest Money Report. Brought to you by RustCoinAndGift.com. you got a friend in the honest coin business, ladies and gentlemen. The constitutional currency business, if you will. Uh, and normally we have Brian Rust, and we call him Dr. Honest Money. Uh, but in this case, we've got Kelly Finnegan with us, pinch hitting for Brian. Normally, we're all together, so we, um, we'll miss Brian, but we'll carry on as normal. Welcome, Kelly Finnegan. Good morning. Good to be here. All right. Where's gold sitting today, sir? Well, gold's at 1637.70. So, so it's, it's down a teeny bit, even from last time, down right? Teeny, yeah, but it's still, no, it's up a little bit, I think, from last time, but. It's about the same. It's 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 just holding its own, you know. All right, so sixteen thirty-seven seventy. Yep. And silver. Eighteen eighty-two. That's up so, a little bit too, isn't it? Yeah, just a little. But they're both holding their own. So. Um, and that's that's that, a road to hoe when they manipulate the currency uh, through the roof as they always do, huh? Oh yeah, I mean they're they're both of those are up in any other currency but the U.S. dollar. You know. So it just shows you how manipulated everything is. All right. We're going to get into this, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a few headlines from yesterday that I wanted to highlight really quick. Kelly, a Bloomberg economics model now shows the likelihood of a recession on or before 2023. I guess before October 2023, they say 100%, Kelly. Yeah, they're finally catching on, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they'd, they'd rather be right. 
you know, in, in next year and say, see, we told you, we warned you. Yeah, you've been warned before, but they just have to be right. Well, they have, to, they have to admit the truth because, look, they can talk all day out of both sides of their mouth. But what happens is they're trying to kind of tamp it down before the election and not really discuss it. Uh, but they're admitting it because they know eventually they want to be able to say, look, we went on record even before the election. Come on now. We're not. So they're trying to really um, play both sides of this discussion. But I'll tell you what I find interesting. You know, there's a recession when this headline comes out, uh, Eldon Stahl. As kids get ready to go trick-or-treating, for Halloween, the price of candy, chewing gum, and other sweets has reached its highest level ever recorded in U.S. history. The U.S. continues to suffer from 40-year high inflation, and it's getting worse, Eldon. Maybe it is time to start giving those kids the chocolate-covered Brussels sprouts. What do you think about that? I say you give them honest money. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Give them a silver That's dime. Right. What do you say? You know? That's right. How much does a silver Good dime idea. cost right now anyway, Kelly? Two bucks? Oh, gosh. It's probably like twenty-two or $2.20 or so. They just end right. up in a, at being spent by those kids. They wouldn't know. So then it would be great. Everybody could go to the store and get some shoe silver. Yeah, just imagine. Uh, anyway, you could give uh, something to educate, though. Now, I know the kids wouldn't like that too much or whatever, but I'm just telling you, the ki- the price of candy going through the roof. And when you know when candy starts to get expensive and people kind of freak on buying candy for Halloween, you know it's getting bad, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the headline yes. says the deep state is rapidly moving towards a compulsory digital dollar, Kelly. Yeah, that's getting scary. I mean... uh and, and more and more in Europe, they're realizing that too. And and not only are they, you know, cutting trees down to burn for this winter, but they're putting precious metals away more than they have probably since World War II. So, yep, everybody sees what's going on. So, do you expect a blackout uh, and a brownout and etc. all across the United States? They're seeing this in other countries. Uh, the Ukraine, they blame it on the war. Europe, they blame it on the pipeline destruction and on Russia. Uh, but is it going to come to a theater near you, Kelly? I think there'll be areas in the U.S. that will do it. I think places that are more red won't put up with that. But I think in the blue places, they'll, they'll allow it. What do you think, uh, Eldon? Do you think that they're going to do blackouts and brownouts and stuff like that? How about food shortages? What do you What do you think? I think that's a real possibility, unfortunately. I, I wish I had <laughs> more optimistic outlook on that but but yeah i don't know where it's going to happen uh worst or you know what's going to happen or whatever but I, I i'm a little bit concerned i'm concerned about a, a gas shortage uh now joe biden literally saying there might be a diesel shortage coming a diesel shortage would be disaster kelly I and mean, that's where all your food and and half of your supplies get across the united states it used to be a lot of train stuff but diesels, for the most part, have replaced trains in many cases. Now, I'm not saying there's no trains going, but but not compared to years of yesteryear. Uh, and it seems to me that, you know, if diesel shortages happen, we're in serious trouble. Oh, it really hurt me because I drive a diesel car. So I would really have problems. I'd have to go to cooking oil. Yeah, you'd have to go make make best friends with your Chinese restaurants, wouldn't you, buddy? Yeah, or get, well, good old kerosene. 
I just don't know where this goes, though. You know, you don't want to panic. You don't want to get crazy. At the same time, you want to be prepared. And it's hard to know if you live in the city how you really deal with this balance, right? Yeah, Kelly, what, what do you say? How do you, yeah, how do you deal yeah. with it? Well, I've got my birds going right now, so I'm trying to deal with that. But, yeah, I mean, it is that. You don't know what to do because there's so many things that are happening all at once. I mean, you've got the, the gas thing and power and heating. And now, you know, candy bars are going to be putting them in even smaller packages so that uh, people can afford to buy them and give them to the kids. It's just all hitting all at once. And I, I think it really is frustrating to people. And, and Joe Biden doesn't get that. Yeah, it's a very interesting question people are asking about the diesel shortage. People aren't really knowing how to um, respond to it. They don't know how to kind of ask the question. But the que- the headline says, global diesel shortage may get worse heading into the winter, writes Bloomberg. Now, that's interesting. A global diesel shortage may get worse heading into winter. Um, I don't know where this goes, Kelly. No, and... and- I mean, we're so dependent on diesel. Yeah, we're dependent on gasoline, but diesel even more so for the trucks and the trains and, and everything. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. And, you know, it's not like you can turn gasoline into diesel. It doesn't work that way. And and Europe was where most of the diesel was used for cars, and they realized it didn't work for emissions like they thought. So, yeah, we're going to have some real problems. Uh, you got to kind of think about, what we're going to do. Now, what they're saying is, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry at all. They say Social Security now has a big increase coming. And I added a question mark to their headline. Uh, because when we say a big increase coming, think about it. They say it's 8, point, uh, eight plus percent. So 8.7% increase in Social Security. Uh, but, Kelly, that's supposed to match the inflation rate that they're lying about. As you and I know, it's double that. So let me explain. If you and your paycheck got a 3% raise last year or no raise last year, your money is like 17% less valuable than it was last year. And even if you get a Social Security check of 8.7% increase, which they make you believe is huge, well, it is kind of big, but not compared to the money that you've lost in relation to what your money will buy if the inflation rate's really about 17%. It's a fleece all the way around. Unless you got a 20% raise, you're not gaining any ground at all. What do you say to that, no, uh, Eldon? And then Kelly. It becomes so hard uh, when inflation hits a certain point, people start to resort to drastic measures. And more, historically, morality goes out the window, unfortunately. So it has a real uh, deleterious effect on the population and, and the government and society and everything. It's, it's really a revolutionary force at that point. Kelly? Well, yeah, and even that 2% inflation increase is, or is, is a joke they're a target because they're just trying to pay off the debt with cheaper dollars. So this is just the government likes inflation. They don't like it this fast because it panics people. So, But they always like inflation, and now people are starting to realize what's happening because it's happened so fast. I don't know how to respond to some of this. I just don't know where we go with this. I don't know what the American people can do. There's nothing I can really do to move the needle to change this global and this inter- uh, national uh, discussion and this inflationary forced upon us via um, printing and spending way too much money. 
but I, I can try to get a little food. I can try to get a little silver. I can try to get a little bit of beans, band-aids, and bullets, as they say. I can try to prepare on my own, but I'm afraid that it's, 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 it's advancing so rapidly. I don't know that we can prepare fast enough. I think most people are going to get caught in this thing. You know, a lot of people preach that there's going to be a complete economic collapse. I think that will eventually someday happen. I don't think it's upon us right now. I do think, though, that it will be a slow siphoning of the wealth of the American people. We'll talk about that with Kelly and Eldon in seconds. RussCreditGift.com and TheNewAmerican.com. We'll we'll discuss all this. And then I want to move into what we're spending our money on overseas because we're so rich as a country. Not, but I'll tell you about it in seconds on your radio. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. United Kingdom Prime Minister Liz Truss announced on Thursday she is going to resign and step away from the job she just recently took. Her new finance minister reversed almost all of her planned tax cuts. Truss claims she cannot deliver the mandate on which she was elected. Her final day will depend on how fast a successor can be elected. An Air Force jet crashed at the end of the runway near Salt Lake City, Utah on Wednesday. The F-35 crashed at Hill Air Force Base at the north end of the runway, the 388th Fighter Wing tweeted. The wing commander at the base confirmed the pilot ejected to safety and that no one else was harmed. One witness on Fox 13 in Utah. Like I was just watching, watching it. I was in the right-hand lane, and then you just see it going down, and then it just hits that hill, and you just see it. It burst up in flames and then black smoke just going all over the place. Democrat Utah State Senator Gene Davis announced plans to resign from the Utah legislature on Wednesday. The announcement came hours after the Utah Senate released the outcome of an independent investigation that found he more likely than not violated the chamber's anti-harassment policies against a former female intern, Elizabeth Converse. Ms. Converse thanked Republicans for protecting her and assisting in the legal process. The first Native American woman in space said Wednesday she is overwhelmed by the beauty and the delicacy of Mother Earth and is channeling positive energy as her five-month mission is now officially underway. NASA astronaut Nicole Mann made the announcement from the International Space Station. Ms. Mann is a member of the Wailaki of the Round Valley Indian Tribes in Northern California. USA Radio News. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. 
Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, along with Eldon Stahl, field coordinator for the John Birch Society, thenewamerican.com, jbs.org, and our guest, Kelly Finnegan, with Rust. Coinandgift.com. We're talking about the Honest Money Report on Liberty Roundtable Live. Uh, and we're talking about this new economics model by Bloomberg says 100% recession coming. The price of candy, chewing gum out of control before Halloween. Gas out of control. The deep state rapidly moving towards a compulsory digital dollar. Global diesel shortage may get worse, says Bloomberg. Social Security has a big 8% increase, but if inflation's double that, what does that all mean? Folks that didn't get a rise in their paychecks are really hurting. But now it turns out that Biden's Department of State spent more than $20,000 on funding drag queen performances in Ecuador to promote what's called diversity and inclusion. They say the latest, latest grant awarded in September, so just recently, is the first to be given for the purpose of funding drag performances. Uh, there you have it. So you and I are just suffering. Uh, Joe Biden's literally spending money on drag queen performances in Ecuador. What a way to have exports there, Kelly. The, the only drag thing I ever liked watching was Monty Python when they did drag races. But, yeah, this is nuts. And I'll bet Joe doesn't even know he did it. You know, somebody's, some, some of his little lackeys of young well, crowd there is just pulling the strings and he's signing whatever and doing whatever. It, it, it's gotten pretty crazy really fast. And I'm expecting it to get a whole lot worse. Uh, Eldon, what do you say to this one? I mean, this is just insane. I know you could say, well, 20 grand is not that much money. I get it. But the purpose, we're literally starving and suffering in America and around the world. And now they're giving twenty grand for drag queen performances in Ecuador. The heck is going on, Ellen? Oh, we'll try to get Eldon. We'll try to get Eldon back then. Um, but it's very, very strange stuff. Now, the rapidly rising cost of food, energy, and other daily staples is a big concern. But don't worry, Kelly. Inflation brings lower tax rates for some. In 2023, they say filers whose salaries have not, quote, kept place with inflation could see savings on their federal income tax bills, they claim. So what they're saying is because you didn't get a raise, uh, because they adjust the brackets, you might just fall into a lower bracket and save you all kinds of money, Eldon. Are you feeling good about that? What do you say, Kelly? Well, it's funny how they have to, you know, change. They have to skew everything. Well, look, yeah, you, you're, you're getting beat, but, you know, it could be worse. You know, you, you could not have a shirt on. So, yeah, it's just making you – know, they, they, they have to make something bad look good, so they have to continually do that. I, 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 heard, I read a quote from uh, 
uh, Vladimir Lenin that was interesting. He says sometimes a decade happens, a decade goes by and nothing happens, and sometimes in a week a decade happens, and that's what we're seeing right now. That in in a week a decade happens of just crazy, crazy. All right, what do you say to that? Uh, if you didn't get a big increase in your check, Eldon Stahl, don't worry, it's all good. Because inflation brings lower tax rate for some. If you uh, are poor and you don't increase with inflation, you're just going to slide to a manipulated lower bracket. So you're just going to save a bundle there, Eldon. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, we'll still try to get Eldon back. Uh, very, very strange stuff, though. As Kelly wisely pointed out, you know what? They're manipulating everything, and that's the problem. What? is static or standard that you can rely on see that's why the founding fathers understood that precious metal was so valuable it had intrinsic value uh, the value could be relied on uh, the, it, it, it was stable everything is uh, good but man where do you go from here kelly nothing is uh the whole purpose of government is to create reliability and standards and stability and in in societal relationships and such Without that, government has no value, really. Uh, and I find it fascinating that there's nothing that you can count on anymore. There's nothing that's not manipulated or perverted. Kelly? No, they've taken a shotgun approach. And I was just reading about the Battle of Yorktown where the U.S. won its independence, that the troops were ready to, to just give up. And they were, Washington was, you know, furious. I need, I need species, gold and silver, to pay these guys. They haven't been paid for a long time. And the French were bringing it over and waiting for from Mexico, and it didn't show up. So the people in Havana, Cuba, gave them their silver and gold, and they paid the troops. And three days later, they ousted the British. And the British were just hoping that the fiat currency in the United States was going to get bad enough. It was going to just make everybody give up. So obviously hard money is, you know, was crucial to our independence. Well, and hard money is crucial to our independence now, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever want to get off this freight train of um, economic eventual calamity, there's no country that's been on fiat money that's ever survived it, ladies and gentlemen. Take that to the bank historians. What do you say to that, Eldon? Yeah, it's very true. You you, you look at history, and it's very, very apparent that you need to have hard money. You need to have something that actually has value. And don't give the government the power to just create money out of thin air by the printing press. That's just uh, this is a bad idea all around. There are many reasons we could spend a whole hour on that, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, it's, you don't want to do that. Where do we go, Kelly? What's your recommendation at this juncture? There's a lot of little moves we can make. A lot of people are tempted to panic. I think little moves, patient, steady uh, preparation, I think that's the real answer. Your thoughts? Yeah, exactly. Just little by little, learn new skills, hone the ones that you have, the ones especially that could be useful to other people. Put a little bit of food, a little precious metal. Um, you know, be prepared in case they do shut your, your power down, you know, so you can keep your stuff frozen or cool and everything. So, you know, I just look at what my grandma did during the Depression and try to emulate that. Eldon? We have to. Yeah, we have to be prepared, even though, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily address 
the problem or try, you know the root of the problem, but it's important that we just um, you know look out for ourselves. I think that people need to really realize that this is not a joke. You know, I know in the past it's been kind of easy to say, you know, I know this is happening, but it won't really come to my house. It won't really come to my employment. It won't really come to my country or, you know, whatever the viewpoint is. And I think it's time now people realize that it is, it can, and it will, Kelly. Oh, in the United States, we have been so isolated from having any wars or anything here. You know, you go to France and those people know. And, and there are no people that are adults now or that were adults during the Depression that, that can tell you about that firsthand. You know, so everybody's forgotten all of that stuff and what to do. And I mean, my grandma used to wash aluminum foil, you know, and, and use wax paper and things. So, yeah, it's, it's going to have to be a big change in mentality of how we do things. And that's, it's coming everywhere. It's a global uh, economy now. So it's not just isolated to a certain area. And, you know, we used to kind of make fun of the folks that grew up in the Depression when they were so frugal and so extreme. We're just like, come on now. Uh, but you know what? When people go through an experience like that, it changes them forever, Eldon. It does. I remember my grandparents um, <laughs> cutting tin foil very thinly and making tinsel out of it and washing it and reusing it. It seemed a little bit extreme at the time, but I think if you'd gone through what they went through, you would probably think differently, wouldn't you? Well, and what I find interesting to me is I remember them basically uh, saving wrapping paper too. And I used to think, Listen, quit raiding people's Christmas wrapping paper. When you're done, you throw that away. And they wanted to save it. And I couldn't, for the life of me, understand that. I really couldn't. Um, what do you say to that, Kelly? I mean, they literally save wrapping paper. My parents grew up in the Depression, and I I just don't know how to respond to that, really. Oh, I remember that, too. My mom, you know, she was a kid, but she remembered it. And it was like, don't just rip it open. You know, pull it apart very carefully where the tape ends are. That, uh yeah, it's, uh, it is a different mindset, you know. All right, we got a couple of interesting uh, headlines to talk about before the end of the hour, not directly related to money, but certainly related to your deep state. Hang tight. We'll talk about it. Eldon Stahl, Kelly Finnegan, yours truly on your radio. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, I don't know how to respond to this, but here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We only got one segment for this. Eldon Stahl, thenewamerican.com, Kelly Finnegan, rustcoinagift.com with me. Emmy award-winning ABC journalist, James Gordon Meek is his name, remains missing after heavily armed FBI agents raided his home and seized his laptop, which reportedly contained classified information, according to the New York Post. Now, this is very uh, serious indeed. This guy's missing uh, in action. Uh, and it's very scary. Do you have a comment on this one, Eldon? So this is James Corden, the comedian guy? Yeah. George, James Corden, I think Meek is how you say his name, right? Wow. I wonder what happened to him. No, James. Uh, Go ahead, Kelly. He's been missing since April. Yeah, the oh. Federal Bureau of Intimidation. I, I don't know what we do with this kind of stuff, though. You Literally, this is like third world country kind of crap going on. You literally got this journalist, literally just, they just kick into his house, heavily armed, and all of a sudden the guy just disappears. Is he alive or dead? Where is he? Is he in hiding? Is he cooperating with the government? Is he, you know, what? this guy was a crack reporter doing a great job, but I, I don't know what to think now. I don't know where the heck he went. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think we should do? Here's the question. Will it be me next? And we can laugh and say, oh, come on, Sam, you're not that high profile. Okay. But they kicked in Roger Stone's door, 6 in the morning, tipped off the media to be there. They kicked in the Donald's door, virtually speaking, right? Uh, where do we go with this, guys? What the heck's next? Let's start with Kelly on this one. Wow. That's, uh, I mean, who knows? 
look look at Andrew Breibart. I mean, the way he, he was killed, you know, and no investigation into that. It's like, oh, we silenced him. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – and I'm sure they jumped for joy when Rush Limbaugh passed away. But it's you just keep fighting. I guess you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and, you know, play whack-a-mole. And when they push one down, another one pops up, and that's what we need. And and uh, hopefully we have people that have the the cojones to jump up there and, and take the place. Yeah, man, I don't want to get whacked. Kelly, are you, are you for getting whacked? Well, then <laughs> – then, then that's when you have to have your armed guard like Nancy Pelosi has, you know, and then you're fine. Yeah, but I can't afford armed guards like that, Kelly. Then you learn to target shoot really well. Whoa. Eldon, well, this is getting out of hand, sir. Yeah, it sure is. It's very rather sobering to think that somebody like him could be targeted. Um. And it could be me. On one hand, they could say, well, you're not high profile enough, Sam. But you know what? They're picking us off one at a time. If they don't kill you, they just go ahead and find you out of existence. Alex Jones, a billion dollars. Kanye West, now they're suing him for a quarter of a billion uh, dollars, right? I mean, when is this going to end? And it's your government for crying out loud. It's not some rogue mob or some mafia. Some, well, maybe it is. The, maybe the government's in bed with the mafia. Right? But I look at this and I go, what on earth do we do now? I don't even know that you can report on this or else it's going to be, you know, a few of us. Now, on one hand, I may not be as high profile as some of these people we're talking about. But remember, there's been news articles where, uh, according to Southern Poverty Law Center, I'm the biggest hate group of the state of Utah, single-handedly. Sam Bushman, you know, big old dude, right? Uh, and I, <laughs> uh, and, But then they also bring up Ammon Bundy, Richard Mack. Uh, Stuart Rhodes, and they write stories, and they say, and Sam Bushman is at the center of it all with his radio show, Liberty Roundtable. He kind of plays quarterback for all these gentlemen. Now, it isn't true. I'm just friends with them, but they're making it out to be I'm the kind of quarterback for these guys. Uh, Kelly? I was going to say the government has done deals with the mob before. That's how they were able to keep the ports in New York uh, free during World War II is uh, they had a little cartel deal with them. So we'll, we'll turn turn away if you'll make sure that uh, the Germans don't bomb New York City. So, um, and that can be found. But, yeah, it's, right. uh, you take out the little guys first and nobody notices them, you know. It's like when you're hunting uh, ducks, you know. You take the back one first and, and you don't take the one in the lead. All right, when we all got in the business, we all got in the business, believe it or not, about the same time in the early to the mid-90s kind of a thing. Alex Jones jumped on the scene. Uh, I jumped on the scene and became a syndicated talk show host. Um, World Net Daily, Joseph Farah jumped on the scene. Breitbart jumped on the scene. There was a bunch of us early on. Well, Breitbart's dead, as you know. This ABC journalist that we just mentioned now is missing in action. Who knows where he is? Now Joseph Farah of WND.com wrote an article about a month ago, and he said, hey, man, Where's Matt Drudge? Is Matt Drudge dead, or what happened to Matt? If not, if he's not dead, where is he, he asks. There's a resounding, deafening silence on this. Nobody knows where Matt Drudge is either. He used to be popular. Used to Now, the Matt Drudge report still runs, but there's no sign of Matt being involved in it. Joseph Farah and others used to have Matt Drudge's number and work with him on stories and communicate and keep in touch as dear friends, and now Matt's missing in action. Kelly? 
Yeah, you and you mentioned that. I yeah, Matt Drudge was like really the first one that was getting in deep and stuff, and he was almost like the Project Veritas before they came around. But yeah, like you say, you, you haven't heard from him for probably ten years or more. Well, where the heck is he? Any ideas? I mean, I don't even Which know how I to do. respond to this question. I mean, it's a great we, question, well, but I don't know the answer. We'd have to ask Carmen San, San Diego, right? San Diego. <laughs> this isn't funny, people. I, I, where in the world is Matt Drudge? That's a good question. If people can find any any answers anywhere. Well, they can, but you know what? Joseph Farrell let it out uh, saying what's up with this, and there hasn't been a single answer. My guess is you would, he, you would he, think he got you would think even if he quietly got a hold of Joseph Farah, Joseph would write an article and say, "Hey, Matt's live and well. I talked to him. He's doing great. Thank you for whatever." Not a single word. I would I would bet he's somebody's talked to him and he's scared and just decided to disappear. Yeah, it reminds me. All my exes live in Texas. I'm alive and well in Tennessee. I don't know where he's at, folks. But it, it gets very strange, and next hour we're going to dig into this with Eldon Stahl a little bit more. I'll tease the audience about the topic and let Kelly respond. Uh, but JFK was assassinated, as you know, and a lot of people are wondering uh, what the JFK deal is. Well, now there's a lawsuit saying, hey, the JFK papers were supposed to be released, but now Biden withholding the JFK assassination files. The law requires the records to be released, so what are they hiding, asks Robert Kennedy Jr. What the heck is the deal with the uh, information? We should already have it, but they're hiding it. Now, listen carefully. Not only is Joe Biden hiding it and won't release it, even though the time that they put on it has expired, but Donald Trump wouldn't release it either, citing, quote, national security. This is getting weird fast, Kelly. Well, and the last person on the Warren Commission that died was Gerald Ford. He was on the Warren Commission. So they were supposed to release it after that. I have another opinion of, of how JFK was killed, and it doesn't have anything to do with assassination. And I think that the government wants to keep that quiet because they don't want them to look in it. Give us a summary. Go. Well, uh, if you notice that the people uh, on the overpass where they drove, they could smell gunpowder, which the wind was blowing the opposite way from where it happened. And they think it might have been one of the armed guards in the car behind them they heard he heard uh, Oswell uh, Oswell shoot and stood up, and then the driver hit the gas, and he fell back and hit the trigger, and thinks that he might have actually been the one that did the the, the kill shot in the head, accidentally, and that's why they really mutilated things up, and the gun went missing, and that's why the uh, Secret Service doesn't carry rifles anymore. IRS does. The IRS, the education department, they carry guns there, Kelly. Oh, they want their $2. You bet. All right. Do you want to respond to that uh, view of the JFK assassination, Eldon? Well, you know, when I was when I was there in uh, Dallas visiting, I remember thinking, this just doesn't add up looking down from that museum observatory place or book depository, I think they called it. 
Yeah, very strange indeed, huh? I don't, I don't really know what to say about some of this stuff, but there's so many theories about the JFK assassination. It's not even funny. Uh, Bogue writes, who um, you know was in politics early on with me and everything else, he mentioned a three-member assassination team that was involved in a lot of that stuff. So uh, very strange uh, indeed, Kelly. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I, I watched a really good show about it and how they had changed. They're never supposed to make a turn that sharp, and they let all the all the guys were out drinking the night before, which is a big no-no. So the guy who actually had the gun was supposed to be a driver, but because the driver was still over hungover, or the, the shooter, he had to take that place, and he'd never done that before. So yeah, there's there's lots of things, but I, like I said, I think it's you know we'll never know exactly the truth, but they they, they muddled things up so much that nobody could ever get the truth. One last interesting thing, and this kind of relates to the assassination story, but kind of not. Uh, World Net Daily wrote an article uh, talking about Drudge finally cancels WND after 24 years. So Drudge has changed his reporting since he's been gone. And what's interesting is that's exactly what Breitbart uh, ended up doing. So when Breitbart was alive, they were really hard-hitting. Now they do a good job, but not near the job. They did when Breitbart was alive. Uh, and now WND is basically used to be quoted by uh, Drudge all the time and now not talking about that either. So the where is Matt Drudge question becomes even more important when uh, you find out that uh, Drudge finally cancels WND after 24 years. Very similar um, reality check, if you will. Eldon. Yeah, it makes you wonder, right? What what's going on there? What pressures are being put on it? Well, and then the assassination of JFK, and you go, mm, is there a link there? The problem is everything is secret with the deep state. That's the problem is what's not part of the deep state and secret these days. Everything's classified. Everything's bottled up. Everything's a secret. Everything's a national security. Everything's classified. Everything is. Everybody's in trouble for having so-called classified information or this or that or whatever. It is scary, folks. And you can say, well, you know, someone like you, Sam, may be next. You maybe not. I, I don't know. But I know I've had death threats over the years. And I know that I've also been harassed by the FBI, the CIA. Yeah. The Justice Department. Huh. Uh, not to mention the uh, FCC, the USDA, and the IRS. So just to name a few. All right. Thank you, Kelly. Eldon, stay there. Hour one of the can. Hour two coming up. RustCoinandGift.com. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news. The networks refuse to use. No doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for October the twentieth, in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-two. This is hour two of two. 
the goal always to promote God, family, and country to protect life, liberty, and property, as you know. Eldon Stahl with me, thenewamerican.com, jbs.org. Great, great efforts by the JBS. You know, every time I study more about the John Birch Society, just, you know, I find that they're just, they've been in the fight forever. They've remained true uh, to their uh, mission. Uh, you know, there's some people along the way that have felt like they've fallen away from the mission, but I, I, don't, I don't really think so. I think they're as hard-hitting. And what they managed to do is stand for truth multi-generationally, which is very, very rare, uh, Eldon Stahl. That, I just want you to comment on that real quick as we highlight jbs.org and thenewamerican.com. The New American Magazine is fantastic. It's been so for decades. Uh, really, the JBS is one of the longest multi-generational liberty-fighting organizations we have. All right, we'll try. <laughs> wow, we'll try to get Eldon back. I'm back. All right, uh, what do you say, Eldon? Well, I, I heard you making some uh, very nice comments about the John Burr Society. I want to thank you for that. Uh, yes, we have been around for a number of years now, and uh, we've seen many organizations come and go, uh, but uh, we're still staying strong. And uh, you know, over time, we've seen that um, we've been able to bring many issues to the to the forefront of people's minds that they weren't thinking about a unique among many organizations uh you know we're kind of moving the overton window as, instead of trying to stay within it all right there you have it all right do we have weston ready all right weston martinez welcome back to liberty roundtable live sir how's it going it Glad is going fantastic, my friend. How you doing? Uh, any better, I'd be twins, or we'd uh, actually be in a democracy. Whoa. Man, I don't want to be in a democracy. I'll tell you that right now. I want to stick with a constitutional republic. Well, you know what I mean. I was talking to all your new listeners that maybe not didn't understand the difference. So There you have it. So, uh, Weston, you're still running for office, right? Uh, currently, right now, I'm helping some folks on a statewide ticket here in uh, Texas and some other folks with uh, our education. And, you know, we've got a lot of things that are happening right now and a lot of people that, are, uh, that need to be replaced. When you, got, right. when you, got, drag, when you got more drag queens than, than uh, math books, you got a problem. Did you hear that uh, uh, Joe Biden uh, spent $20,000 to promote drag queens in Ecuador? Oh, wow. Well, good for him. Yeah, that's pretty exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Just this- Wow. I mean, I don't even folks, know what to say. Maybe they can move them over there. Where we are is shocking, folks. And we've only got, what, two and a half weeks till the elections. Uh, and we have got to create transparency and accountability. And we can't cry after the fact. We have got to deal with this real time. Uh, we have got to deal with this real time. Uh, what do you think we can do about this? Do you think there'll be enough people to, to stand up, or do you think that they'll be able to commit fraud? What do you think, Weston? You know, the biggest thing is that we have to remember that one person can still make a difference, and the people on the left, they want you to believe that that is not true. They want you to believe that all hope is lost. But when I see, you know, God still performing miracles, uh, you know, in our country and abroad, then I know that there is still an opportunity, and we have to get – pragmatic we have to get um you know just like every head football coach is telling 
their players that are playing Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Do the fundamentals, return to the fundamentals, and you'll be successful. We have to return to our way as a country, and uh, we have to make sure that we're educating the next generation now because they won't know how to fight with the way we do because they don't know how much freedom and liberty they've already given up just by following along everybody else in their class or everybody else in their, uh, you know, in their, in their school or in their business. Yes. It is hard to understand uh, what liberty is like when you've never had it. And that's why, you know, some of these countries would love for them to be free uh, but until they can get educated in the principles of liberty, even if we made them free tomorrow, they'd lose their liberties because they wouldn't know how to preserve them. That's really uh, important, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I want to talk about the violation of extradition by the FBI, Weston. You've been working on this for a while, and I think this is really important to understand. It is, and, you know, I, I, I try to make a, uh, a seventh-grade civics class fun for you. So let me just uh, picture this for all of you people that watch Law and Order. Imagine if the main character who is guilty or innocent gets taken into custody in an illegal manner. Well, now we have constitutional laws, we have local laws that show that that is actually um, you know, that that is not right. You can't have law enforcement doing illegal activity in order to enforce the law. I mean, that's by, that's by default, you know, the definition of the Gestapo. I think uh, Hitler did a good job of showing us how not to be. So when we talk about some of my clients that I've had with January 6th, um, you know, when the federal government came in and did not contact the chief law enforcement official and they took these people into custody, they 100% broke the law. So now we have people that are still in prison today that are being detained without being sentenced. I mean, they're being treated worse than the people connected to the 9-11 hijacking, and they're being detained, they're not being sentenced, and they're being threatened all the way around. And so you see this very long process of people being drug out. Their bank accounts are being seized. Um, If you're a veteran and you are uh, taken into custody like this, guess what? They freeze all your benefits. They freeze all your bank account assets. They freeze all your property. You can't even go rent an apartment unless you pay for a year in advance and are treated like somebody that is on the terrorist watch list. And that's there. And there's much more I can tell you about that. But yeah, I don't we'll even know how there. to respond to this, um, Weston. Uh, there's some uh, benefits uh, in Florida because of your work on this. As far as I understand, there's a lot of uh, efforts being. But what does this all mean for the average citizen? And let me tell you what we talked about last hour to kind of set the stage for this discussion. We mentioned that JFK assassination documents are supposed to be released, but Donald Trump wouldn't release them, claiming national security. And now Joe Biden won't release them. Um, Robert Kennedy Jr. saying, what do they got to hide? Well, we talk about that and we talk about inflation. We talk about uh, this ABC News journalist, James Gordon Meek, somehow is missing since April. We know that Drudge, where the heck is Matt Drudge nowadays, people are asking. Uh, It's like Carmen Sandiego almost. Uh, You got uh, Alex Jones fined a billion dollars. You've got Kanye West now. They're threatening to go to court and, you know, go for a quarter of a billion dollars on him. Roger Stone got his house raided. Donald Trump got his house raided. Uh, Now they're withholding JFK assassination files. 
and now we get this violation of extradition by the FBI. Uh, where does it sit? What does it mean for me and you? And the only way for us to take it back without using, uh, you know, force is to go to the ballot box, get out there and actually go in there and stand up to these people and make them uncomfortable. You know, we saw what Maxine Waters told everybody and we saw what Nancy Pelosi told everybody when, um, you know, before the Ferguson riots and we have to stand up. Here's the regretful thing for all you people that are, you know, 32 and older. If Martin Luther King Jr. were alive today, he would probably be sitting in a prison cell with the January 6th detainees. And his voice would be silenced, and the civil rights movement would have never made its way forward the way that it did with that man sacrificing his time in a nonviolent way to get the attention of those lawmakers. That's, that, that's, that's one way. But the other thing I'll tell you is while congressional races and presidential races are real sexy – you have more interaction with your county officials and your school boards than you do anybody else. And 90% of all your government interaction is from the county down. And you have to get engaged. You have to get good people elected to those positions so we can block, block the cartel pipeline of traders that are trying to be part of our, you know, trying to be in there and be in the decision-making capacity. You know, as, as I said on your show before, you know, it's still a two-party system in our country and around the world. Um, in, our, in our country, we call them Democrats and Republicans. And as I've said before, it's no longer Democrats and Republicans. It's patriots and traitors because we have those people that are for us inherently and those people that are against us inherently. And we have to rise up in one voice and let them know that it is, the, that it is, the, uh, it is not the government's people, but it is the people's government. All right, a lot of people like me are kind of saying, look, the FBI is not even constitutional, man. So where's the FBI authority written down? Because it ain't in the supreme law of the land. Where the heck is their well, jurisdiction get... and or their authority and or documented? Weston? Yeah. Well, when you get to you know things like the supremacy clause and things like that, you know, it was not enumerated in the Constitution. Therefore, you know, anything that was not enumerated in the Constitution um, – and directed to the federal government is the state's rights. And that's why you have the situation in Texas where all of the people in Texas that were taken into custody were taken into custody against their will. They broke the law and the FBI, you know, it'd be the same thing as the CCP coming in here, putting a black bag on your head and flying you to Hong Kong. Well, and as you know, the Communist Chinese Party now has a police station in New York. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Eldon Stahl with me. We're talking to Mr. Martinez from Texas on your radio. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. 
America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Weston Martinez with us, Eldon Stahl with me, John Burt Society Field Coordinator, and I, Sam Bush, but we're talking about extradition. Uh, and you've got basically people from all around this country that were literally abused by the FBI, criminal activity by the FBI, literally basically uh, using all kinds of social media stuff to create or generate this manipulated probable cause, uh, and then extraditing them from all kinds of states, including Texas, to Washington, D.C., tossing them in jail. Virtually no due process, virtually no speedy trial, none of the things that matter uh, the most, Weston Martinez. Um, I find this to be abhorrent. I don't think we'll ever see justice uh, on this, meaning I don't think the FBI will ever be held accountable by any president, even if the Republicans take over. Your thoughts? I think that we are at a more perilous time than when our founding fathers were fighting the Britons, because not only are we in the middle of uh, dealing with this, but we're also fighting the enemy within. And so it's it's uh, we have to get back into we have to get back into uh, actually making sure that um, that our constitution is taught, making sure that these woke classrooms are not out there giving false information and um, ensuring that agencies like the FBI do not exceed their constitutional authority or they have to they have to pay penalties and pay consequences. You know, the ability for the government to have uh, you know to have basically the ability to have no culpability in a lot of these things is a problem. And we have to get our children uh, on the track now, and we have to fight right now, or else everybody's going to wind up being arrested by the FBI. Eldon, you want to chime in on this? To me, this is the most egregious. No one's focusing on the fact that the FBI is literally engaging in criminal activity. So uh, going into, I guess, the kind of the root of this problem how how would you say that uh say the lack of understanding of the the, the people in general basic principles of, of freedom has kind of played into this or, or led to this well you know we're the only country on the world that tells a microwave to hurry up and i've got people that go to all of these uh different meetings whether it's a political meeting or a church service and they learn about 
different things like a biblical worldview or an absolute truth. And then they just keep eating like an obese fat person and they don't get up and do anything with it. So I'm calling on people to become warriors again, to be the warriors that our founding fathers were, to stand up, to make sure that their voice is heard, that their voice is not silenced, and to make sure that they have the freedom. Can you imagine if George Washington or James Carver or you know somebody like that, Harriet Tubman, can you imagine if they were alive today and they saw the, uh, the grievances that were taking place? Uh, it, it would not be, you know, they would take action and we have to, you know, stop being afraid of being canceled. Uh, I will tell you, Ted Cruz talked about abolishing the IRS. I was the first one to say that we need to abolish the FCC. Um, they uh, and the FBI both operate outside of the bounds of law and they have no accountability. And the FCC, in fact, is just now pushing a new program where they're approving the word cartels to interact with social media uh, companies. So, you know, when, when I've got somebody that refers to themselves as a cartel, I think we've done something wrong. And I think we need to take it back. And those are some of the baby steps. Um, and get in there and fight on those down-ballot nonpartisan races. Uh, you know, you're, that's where you can make the biggest influence. And you can stop the pipeline of career politician, non-constitutional uh, wackadoos from being your elected representatives. I mean, I've got a person on a statewide office in Texas that's on the State Board of Education, and she believes that we're on stolen land. And she's voting on curriculum for, you know, 28 yeah, million is people. She, is she Hispanic? Does she believe it's like La Raza? What does she think? She, she's, got all kinds of, she's got all kinds of issues. She's also, you know, pro-LGBT stuff, pro-trans, all that kind of stuff. And there's a patriot named Ken Morrow running against her and good family businessman who just, you know, like John Wayne, finally had enough and got up to go do something because he couldn't stand by idly while, uh, while nothing was done. So, And that's what Americans need to do more, that's for sure. Uh, Weston, one last question on this. I know the Oath Keepers felt like they were doing a good job trying to keep the peace. If you look at the Epic Times uh, documentary on January 6th, it shows the other side of the story where Oath Keepers were literally escorting uh, police officers to safety, etc. Uh, so it's a mixed bag for sure. They're trying to lie. We don't get the other side of the story except for the Epic Times and and a, and a few other places. I reported on it well. Uh, one of the ladies in the Epic Times um, documentary, uh, Vicky, uh, was on my program literally the day after January 6th. She would have been on the day of, except you couldn't contact people because they shut down all communications, etc., uh, but, you know, the Oath Keepers feel like they were trying to do a good job. They got caught in a snag. A lot of Americans who went to um, the Capitol on January 6th felt like, hey, we're going to peacefully try to get Congress to solve this or look into this. They got schnookered. How do people stand up but yet not get caught in the crossfire, so to speak? Well, <clears throat> let me let me tap dance just a little bit, which I don't do very often, but you'll appreciate it. So I'm one of the few non-lawyer arbitrators that exist on the planet, uh, which means that I can have conversations with people that carry the weight of privilege, just like an attorney. And, um, and that's actually how I'm representing some of my January 6th clients, because I don't have the bar uh, holding me back or a bar license being threatened to be removed. That's why you have a lot of lawyers that aren't out there filing for impeachment uh, papers against these federal judges that are not executing their duty by bringing these people to trial in a timely manner. And so 
there's a couple of things that, um, that I cannot say uh, because of those uh, clients, but let me just tell you this. When all the facts are disclosed, you will realize that there is uh, less, there is less work done in a Hollywood production movie than, uh, than there was for some of the events surrounding the January 6th uh, event taking place there at the Capitol. And, and then mix that with, you know, the nice, sweet people that went over there. I mean, my pastor, my pastor went over there. He got contacted by the FBI because they said there was a be on the lookout for a guy that looked like him. I mean, can you imagine that? Pastor of a church who went to the rally was, was so bummed by Trump's speech that he's like, it's freezing. I'm just going back to the hotel. And somebody pushed down a Rolling Stone um, news, uh, uh, media person, and they're sending FBI agents to interrogate a man of the cloth who wouldn't hurt a fly. So we have to realize, you know, <clears throat> Hitler, most people don't know this, but everybody knows the iconic uh, salute that Hitler had the Germans give him as he was their, their, cap, their captain, right, and their supreme uh, military authority. You know, the reason why they did that, it wasn't to show allegiance. It was to intimidate everybody else in following suit. So you got to grasp that concept, that psychological warfare that is taking place. Wearing a mask, I mean, really? Medically, there's no reason, and you're going to force me to wear a mask? We, we have to stand up. We have to know how to fight. That's one of the reasons why I'm actually leading a Turning Point USA um, Patriot Academy Biblical Citizenship class here in San Antonio, Texas, for the next couple of weeks, to let these people know, here's what the Constitution says. Here's what your rights are. And you can find those all across the country. But um, people like you in shows like this, People have to start listening to this and get past the noise of the mainstream or lamestream media. Boy, howdy, uh, do they. Um, so, Weston, do you think that the Oath Keepers, uh, Stuart Rhodes in specific, a lot of people are claiming Stuart's a traitor. Uh, I don't agree with that. I'm defending Stuart to this day. Uh, you know, the, the man's not perfect, but I believe he, he, he did his best. I believe the Oath Keepers genuinely did want to keep the peace, but they did want to support their president. They did want accountability on elections like we all do. Uh, and, and, and so I believe there's some uh, provocateurs uh, in their midst that are causing uh, serious problems. Ray Epps running around free. We know he was one of the leaders while Stuart Rhodes sits uh, in jail. Um, very strange bedfellows, to say the least. But I, I hope the Oath Keepers um, can tell the tale and get free. But I'm worried about a lot of these people because I, don't, I can't count on the justice system. Weston? Well, we can't, and that's the, and that's the bigger problem. That's why when we do talk about federal judges, you got to look at how many judges Obama appointed and how many judges Trump appointed. And that's whenever you realize here's really, you know, what's going on in our society. Uh, you know, I, I would tell, I, here's the post, here's the question I would pose. If you had a group of armed individuals, regardless of where they were from, let's just say they're from Cuba and they're in, in, whether they're in military fatigue or not, if they came to a uh, building and they're tearing it down, are you going to drive by or are you going to try to stop them by any means necessary? A good red-blooded American is going to try to stop them from you know, doing something wrong, and I think that's what happened with Oath Keepers, and I think the information will show the light and they'll be released and be exonerated. 
I pray you're correct, sir. When we come back, we're going to talk about elections coming up in two and a half weeks. Folks, you've got to get involved. We'll tell you how using your sheriff. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. United Kingdom Prime Minister Liz Truss announced Thursday she is leaving the job when a replacement can be elected. That'll take about one week. I was elected by the Conservative Party with a mandate to change this. We delivered on energy bills and on cutting national insurance. And we set out a vision for a low-tax, high-growth economy that would take advantage of the freedoms of Brexit. A Wisconsin tax group asked the Supreme Court on Wednesday to block President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. That will result in every American taxpayer paying for someone else's student loan. The Biden administration, which has been sued by at least seven states and two organizations over the plan, has recently begun accepting applications for it online. The Green Bay, Wisconsin-based group says Biden overstepped his executive powers, pushing the burden onto the American taxpayer. The U.S. Supreme Court has denied a last-minute appeal filed by Oklahoma death row inmate Benjamin Cole. Back in the early 2000s, Cole was playing a video game when his nine-month-old baby wouldn't stop crying, angering Cole, and he responded in violence, taking the baby's life. More than 30 drivers in Southern California got stuck along the 405 freeway near Mulholland Drive just about the same time due to flat tires. The California Highway Patrol says it didn't appear to be intentional. Officials believe a box of nails or some wooden blocks may have fallen off a truck, creating the hazard. No injuries were reported. The Biden administration is tossing around a plan to jointly produce weapons with Taiwan. It aims to increase production capacity for U.S.-designed arms, speed their transfer, and strengthen deterrence towards China. The Biden administration admits this is going to take some time to really shake out and that the process is likely to continue throughout 2023. USA Radio News. If you owe the IRS 10000 or more in taxes, please listen to this important message. The IRS is aggressively hiring and quickly ramping up their tax collection team. Act now and protect yourself with a call to Tax Alliance. Don't let the money you owe the IRS keep you up at night and ruin your life. You may be surprised at how much having Tax Alliance on your side can protect you from the IRS collections and help you save thousands on what you owe. Here's what a customer had to say. Tax Alliance did an amazing job helping me through a quite difficult situation saving me tens and thousands of dollars that I would have been paying for many years to come. Tax Alliance is rated A-plus with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints. If you owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call Tax Alliance now for a free consultation. 800-987-1097. 800-987-1097. That's 800-987-1097. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. All right, back with you live. Weston Martinez with us, ladies and gentlemen. Eldon Stahl with me as well. Election fraud, the big fear for 2022. You know, Congress did nothing about it. Uh, when the January 6th event happened, they just simply uh, used that as an excuse to sidestep their, in my opinion, their uh, due diligence, their uh, 
responsibility, obligation to, to look into this. They sidestepped it. Even the Republicans sidestepped it willingly. What a tragic reality because, you know, they claim we say there's election fraud without evidence. Uh, but you know what? Why did Congress sidestep it then? Uh, that's a serious problem. They claim because of the crisis, but that's a lie. They could have just put it on hold, and then they could have looked into it. Uh, but they didn't. And the reason it's so important now is because 2022 is coming up. What have we done in the last couple of years? Uh, do you think we're ready for 2022 elections, uh, Weston? No, we're not. Um, and quite honestly, you know, it's one of those train wrecks where the more you dig in, the more the more dead bodies you find. And we have to, again, kind of uh, act like Chuck Norris stuck, stuck, stuck behind enemy lines. That we got to figure out a way to, uh, to get some relief. Eldon? Oh, yeah. This this is not going to uh, be turned around overnight. We didn't get in this situation overnight either. Um, there's, I, I think that's a good assessment, a good analogy. As you keep digging, you find more dead bodies. Um, you, the people I know that uh, are digging deeply into this, they keep finding statutes from years back and uh, seeing how just layer upon layer of um, obstacles have been put into place to really bringing back election integrity. So it's not going to be an easy thing, but definitely it's possible. Uh, we, this was, uh, you know, I, I guess you could say a, uh, a well laid plan, carefully laid plan to undermine the integrity of our elections. Now there's a few things well, to note, Weston. Everything is not the same in all the different States. In other words, uh, in every state, looks like the general role of sheriffs and or the people, poll watchers, et cetera. It's not the same in every state, is it? No, it's not. And that's where, you know, we have to, you know, one of the things I tell people politically is stop fighting the same old fight. Stop using the same, you know, attack points. You know, elevate the conversation to an empirical item that is indefensible and causes these people that are just vomiting and regurgitating talking points from George Soros camp, get them at a higher altitude to force them to listen. And that's one of the things that we have uh, that I'm working on right now. And yeah, you, you have, everything is different. And not only is it different from state to state, but also each election administrator can also submit a different plan on how they handle their primary in their individual county. So think about it. In Texas, I have one secretary of state who's appointed by the governor. And then I have 254 counties that have election administrators or people that take care of the elections within their uh, county structure. And they can choose one way to do it, and the neighboring county can be totally opposite. All right. Now, it looks like the DOJ, uh, as far as I understand, wants to go ahead and appear. <laughs> Federal agents plan to appear. Uh, at Central Counting on Election Day. How do we route these thugs out? There's no constitutional provision for the general government bureaucrats and some unconstitutional agency to create injustice in every jurisdiction in the country. I mean, this is insane. Of the, uh, some would call it overreach. I would say criminal well, activity in all the several states. I would say it's martial law, and that requires an act that is uh, is something else that's going on. And this administration is trying to incite a riot and they are trying to go in there and have an excuse to sequester ballots, sequester votes. 
And that's why one of the things that, that I'm working on that we're going to uh, disclose here to your listeners first is we're working on putting out a press release that is calling on all sheriffs across the state, across the United States to uh, allow allow the deputization of any of their citizens, a Democrat or Republican, to allow them to be deputized to be a uh, election inspector. This would be a narrow, uh, a, a narrow deputization, and it would allow them as chief law enforcement officials to be able to tell the federal uh, watchers to get out. And it'll breed accountability across the country and it'll again it'll let people on both sides go in there and hold these elections accountable now there's some stuff we're working on long term but that actually requires a big mass action lawsuit on these voting machines and getting them totally um, declared unfit for service that's something we'll talk about on another thing but our sheriffs our constitutional sheriffs and uh, you know they can deputize people as they want because the power of the posse is something that is you know, look at every old West movie. You know, when the sheriff needed a posse, they didn't go over there and say, uh, you know, which bathroom do you use? No. They took every able-bodied person and put them to work. And that's what we have to do right here, right now, um, because they'll steal the election right out from under our noses, and there was no accountability and no transparency. I mean, think about this. The cartel, you know, even, even where you're at, Sam, you guys heard uh, regretfully about a month, a couple of months ago, that we had an 18-wheeler full of people. That uh, there was a large death count. Do you remember that? Well, illegal aliens. Sadly, came sadly, in. I do, sir. Yes. Here's something that they didn't report very widely. That truck was completely cloned from a international uh, shipper. That's a good business in business. They cloned the truck, a hundred percent. They have, they, the cartel is cloning um, vehicles and people in uniform from immigration services. So if they're willing to do that just to smuggle people across, I mean, let's, call, let's just call that petty crime on the dollars, on the dollars that they generate from doing uh, human trafficking, right? 21, you know, 21, million, 21 billion dollars is what we're looking at. If you take the political world and you take election fraud, the money generated off of that is in the trillions. Because if they're cheating on people to get elected, then they're also cheating on bonds that get passed and all these big construction projects. And our laws do not have, you know, we talk about extradition. I don't have any federal law that allows me to extradite somebody from another country for conducting voter fraud here in the United States with a laptop from a different country. We have to stop walking into the knife as a country. Wow. We have to fight. Eldon? Yeah, we do, definitely. Um, you know, I just a little aside in a way, I found out that uh, there's uh, some Wyoming legislators, and they're pushing for a bill to make it basically – I don't want to say illegal, but inaccessible at the very least for the average person to even view or touch a ballot that has been cast. So they're really taking away the, the spirit of the idea of a, a secret ballot, and they're saying, 
well, the only people that can have access to it are certain government officials. It's, it's just it's just corrupt. Yeah. It's wrong. And let me, let me take you one step further. What stops somebody from going in there, voting, getting their machine, and then voting one way and pulling out a ballot out of their pocket and sticking that into the machine? In other words, a counterfeit ballot. The sheer fact that you can submit a counterfeit ballot into these voting machines is a absolute problem. And let me explain one thing for all you listeners that are involved in the election process, and maybe you're one of the people that um, is hired to do the poll working and the election judge. I was speaking at a group in North Texas the other day, and a very nice lady had just gone through the training, and she said, well, they told me that it's not, not connected online. And I said, well... I know they told you that, but let me explain something. I said, how many uh, election judges or poll workers do we have here? Four or five people raised their hand. It was a good-sized audience. I said, how many candidates do we have here or people that are you know, political consultants? Another four or five people raised their hand. And I said, how many of you guys have ever heard of this term called the daily mask? And they hadn't. And I said, as a candidate or a uh, consultant, you can pay the election administrator to give you a list emailed to you every morning at like six in the morning of everybody that voted in that election administrator's geography the night before. All right, y'all following the bouncing ball here? So then I turned to the poll workers who were over there overseeing those ballots being voted in and put in the machine. I asked them, I said, how many of you poll work workers, how many of you election judges got up after the polls closed and took that jump drive Hold on, Cameron, skip the break, will you? All right, repeat. Hold on, let me stop the music. Go ahead and repeat that, because this is (laughs) vital, Weston. I asked the election judges, I said, how many of you election judges took your jump drive with the data of everybody that voted throughout that day and took it down to central count to hand to your election administrator to take for them to take that data, extract it, put it on an Excel spreadsheet, and email it to all these candidates and all these political people that are paying for that email to be sent out so they can deduplicate their list and no longer pursue people that have already voted. And of course, nobody raised their hand. The only the way it happens is every one of those machines is connected to the internet and they're connected to each other and the voting machines are connected in a in a series format, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And then the poll book, whatever you want to call it, is where the where it connects to the internet. Some some connect there, some connect to the voting machine. And the reason why they can lie to you straight to your face and say that they are not connected to the internet is because there's a little bitty cable, a little bitty router modem in between, a little wireless card in between that that poll book and the voting machines. Folks, we have fraud going on intentionally and unintentionally right underneath our noses. And all you got to do is follow, you know, I I really have found ways to to, uh, disrupt the government when they're doing bad and bring accountability to them. And all you got to do is use their own rules against them. There's no, there's not an election judge in the state of Texas that when early voting starts next week, there's not a single one that's going to take that information and drive it down to 
central account, and there's not a single one that's going to grab an email, upload that file, and email it down. None of it's not happening. It's too much data to compress. You have to have a computer system receiving all the information and putting it into a combined spreadsheet. And I'm sorry to break that news. And ladies and gentlemen, that's vital to understand. Understand that the election laws in every state are different. The role of sheriffs are critical, and the role of we the people working with our sheriffs is critical. Understand that federal agents plan to show up on election day. But, folks, the role of sheriffs as chief law enforcement officers uh, is clear. Their job is to double down and ensure, protect the chain of custody when it comes to ballots. The role of sheriff to protect poll watchers is there. Sheriffs can indeed deputize posse members and deputies as poll watchers. You know what? If the feds are operating outside the law, sheriffs can flat out escort these thugs out of their local polls. Feds have no authority to uh, to interfere with, usurp, or obstruct poll watchers at all. Just because they're a federal government official, that doesn't give them carte blanche authority. That's an absolute dishonest, satanic misnomer. It's a lie. So we need to jurisdictionally understand the proper role of government and insist for transparency and accountability, Weston. Absolutely, and that's why you can go to <clears throat> you can go to voterfbi.org for information that we have going on in different states. You can sign up for our email list, or you can request me to come speak to your group. Um, you know, we're we're booking in December right now and beyond. Um, but this is vital information. You know, some of the stuff, like you just said, Sam, some of the stuff is different. But then other stuff is 100% the same. What I just told you about the daily mass and the elections and the uh, poll workers uh, not driving that down to central count, 50 states, my friend. That's exactly the way it happens. It does not happen manually. What else is true in all 50 states is that the feds have no authority to interfere, Weston. That's exactly right. And that's why we need people like you and your listeners to take this program, share it, tell people to listen to it, and go to your, you know, your uh, your elected officials, your your county party chair, the Republicans and the Democrats. Believe me, the Democrats, there are Democrats that are getting screwed by this as well, and those people are our allies because they know who's doing it a lot of times. But let me let me advise you, Republicans are doing it as well, and we're on a mission to educate those people, do what we need to do, take our country back, and also strengthen every secretary of state. Every secretary of state should be able to have the teeth to perform and secure fair, honest elections in a timely manner without any impedance by anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Weston Martinez uh, is involved with voter FBI. Org. And understand, you can get on their list to keep up with what they're doing. Uh, you can basically get voter fraud updates current on that site. That's really important for people to get tapped into that, too, so they know really what's going on in real time, Weston. Absolutely. And that's why we're, you know, we're thankful for our relationship with, with the team at CSPOA and Constitutional, uh, you know, Constitutional uh, COS and, you know, different people, uh, you know, like Sheriff Joe Arpaio, because... They know the Constitution. They know the legal limits 
and authority within their office, within their space. And this is one of the ways that we start raising warriors again back. You can't be a warrior if you don't know how to fight. You can't be a warrior if you don't know what the rules of engagement are or how they're putting their thumb on the scale. We will make sure you know how to fight and how to be successful and how to take our country back. Ladies and gentlemen, voterfbi.org is where you go for that. And it's critical that you tap in because you know what? There are different laws in each state. I agree. But don't think they're so different and so crazy that we can't work together across the country. We can. And there are groups in all 50 states working on this, tapping into organized groups such as Weston's and many others that are really helping people understand what they need to do to poll watch in real time, how to report fraud real time, how to stop the presses and get your sheriffs involved, how to deputize people so that they can become poll watchers. They've got all kinds of rules around the poll watching experience in an effort to make sure that only their people can get in. But there are ways to expose that. There are ways to jettison that narrative, folks, and we can do it. One other thing that people need to understand is this ERIC system, E-R-I-C, it's basically a nonprofit yep. private group that controls voter rolls. We've got to expose that and break the contract for each state with Eric as well, Weston. Absolutely, and that's why, you know, when we talk about federal crime, um, I'm working on a mass action lawsuit that will decertify every polling machine in the country because there are some things that I know about through one of my arbitration clients um, that shows me how they are mechanically putting their finger on the scale. And um, by doing this, it would, it, it's almost like recreating the Firestone tire recall that we had about 10 years ago. We decertify them, take them all off the street, and force them all to be recalibrated under a microscope. Why, why don't we have, I mean, we got traffic cams everywhere. Why don't we have live cameras in every polling location, in every election <coughs> central count? Why, why don't we have that level of transparency was something that is, you know, our most valuable, precious political function, and that is of the integrity and sovereignty of the vote. Because without that, you have no state. You have no sovereignty. You have no country. Eldon, you want to chime in here? Well, certainly election integrity is very important. To raise a lot of good points, uh, I would say. Um, we just need to get to work. Um, I don't think uh, amending the U.S. Constitution is going to be uh, the way to go uh, to, to accomplish that. But uh, there are many, many ways that we can we can accomplish uh, getting getting election integrity back. Uh, well, but we got to be involved. Well, let me let you, let me let you in on a little secret. If you falsely report something to the federal government and you're a contractor, it is a felony in itself. So for individuals to report that these election machines are certified when in fact they're not, the whole house of cards is about to come down. So you don't even need to have Congress pass a law. Again, you just have to enforce the laws on the books, but it's so spread out. It's so scattered mm, that most right. people um, don't know, you know, the, the, the labyrinth, if you will. And that's why I'm so thankful for you and people like Sam you know, forgive me an opportunity to talk about this and share it because this is the kickoff for a, um, for a media tour for me to talk about this across the country. And let's be clear, Weston, most of these machines are not certified like they want you to believe. 
They're not certified. Right. They're not legitimately in counties. In fact, many of them have been documented as, as problematic and fraudulent, even by the people who now claim they're fine, right? Correct. I mean, imagine imagine if, you know, bridges across the country started falling, just started collapsing. You know, what would we do? We would find out what engineering firm used an industrial device to do the density testing on that concrete, on that steel, and put a subpar product on the field. And we would sue them, and we would charge them criminally with criminal negligence if we needed to. Um, same thing with you know medical devices. Same, same rules apply. And guess what else falls under an industrial device? Election machines. Folks, the answers are right in front of our face. They're afraid. They, they think we don't know. And, you know, now with myself, my organization, people that are helping me, this is something that we are moving forward on um, as quickly as possible. It is a technical um, uh, maneuver, uh, but it is absolutely within the law and within the parameters of our Constitution. And it will allow us to decertify every machine and force them to get decertified. All right, so let me say this again so people understand. Voting machines are an industrial device, which means there are different rules by the law that apply than you might normally understand or think is the key, right? Yep. Guess what else? Guess what other device falls under this same, the purview uh, of calibration for these, these companies? Slot, slot machines and gambling machines. Yeah. As soon as I realized that, as soon as I realized that, guys, I realized why they invented the slogan, the odds are on the house. It might not be that you got beat. It's that you got beat by a machine playing with both sides of the deck on the backside. Put that in your, put that in your <laughs> pipe and smoke it there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Eldon, do you want to respond yeah. to this though? Look, these uh, election machines are industrial devices, which means there's all kinds of regulatory realities that apply here. Well, that's that's yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, how many times do they come in and inspect the slot machines? Quite a bit, and uh, you never see anybody uh-huh. come in. And say, well, very, very no. rarely, right? Uh-huh. Um, unless something actually goes wrong and then somebody comes and recalibrates it for the voting machine. Right. Yeah. I mean, imagine if the mammogram machine that your wife used last week, right? Imagine if it malfunctioned. What would we do? We'd grab a lawyer. We'd go sue the hell out of them right now. You see? What you've got to what you've got to do right now, though, and I and I and I support and applaud your your media tour because what we've got to do now is educate enough people to demand accountability on this. That's where we really are, Weston. Correct, and that's where we're now we're now going to work through the legal filing to do that. We're going to work through the necessary steps to do that. Um, we've got different attorneys that we're talking to that are friends of mine, and working through what those things look like. And, you know, I'll tell you, there's good people within both parties that they'll tell you, well, there's no voter fraud. I'm an honest person. I'm a veteran. I'm a, I'm a homeschool mom. I'm a business owner. I wouldn't cheat on my taxes. And guess what? Those people, they're not the problem. They're playing with a loaded deck, and they don't even know it. You know, if you go watch the movie Ocean's 11, 12, or 13, or whichever one you want to pick, you know what I learned from that when I uh, figured out that uh, – uh, those machines are part of this conversation. 
I went, I went back and I watched that movie and I realized for a good con to work, there has to be some real people that are taken advantage of in order to just, uh, you know, hide the people that are the crooks. So they're hiding in pure plain sight. All right. So I'm going to ask the question in my show notes here. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, what we're saying to you. Voting machine reliability questioned. Are these machines classified as industrial equipment? That's what we need to start asking. Uh, and then we need to say classified and certified, right? Absolutely. And, you know, the poll worker is not going to know. But that's part of – that's a separate thing that we're doing. Uh, but that absolutely is a verifiable fact. Uh, we can come back on another show and talk about that. And, uh, you know, you guys have always been good to me. So I love uh, having my friends get first uh, first dibs at new stuff we have coming out. Well, you email me when things are breaking, my friend, when things happen, when things change, let us know. When you're going to certain places, let us know so we can tip the audience off for certain places. We'll work on getting you to fly into the state of Utah uh, and speak on election integrity uh, for Utah. And I want people to really understand one last thing before we let you fly, Weston, because I know you're busy and you got to go. But really quick, I want people to understand this. Yes, we need to do the best we can before 2022. But this is not a, you know, you got two weeks to fix. We need to be on this forevermore, right? Correct. All right, sir, final word to the audience. God bless you. God bless Texas. And never, ever, ever give up. Roger that. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Weston Martinez doing a phenomenal job as always. Uh, Eldon Stahl with me as well. Eldon Stahl is with the John Birch Society, JBS.org. Weston, give out your site one more time. VoterFBI.org. VoterFBI.org. And Weston's uh, uh, ready to travel with Constitution, knowledgeable, ready to speak as a well-known certified arbitrator and more. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs>